Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, showcasing alumni of Iowa State University and Cyclones Everywhere, making communities, Iowa, and the world a better place. Hello Cyclones everywhere and welcome to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. We have a great interview ahead, but we want to remind you that the Alumni Store is a great place to find a gift for dad. Father's Day is coming up this Sunday and there's still time to order. From hats to shirts or something to hang in the man cave, there's something for everyone when you shop the Alumni Store. Plus, ISUAA members save 15% on most items. To start shopping, visit memberstore.isualum.org. We are excited to be joined today by Iowa State alum Trent Presler. Trent received his bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary studies in 1998. Trent is an original member of the Alumni Association's Young Alumni Council and has also served on the Association's Board of Directors. Trent is currently the CEO of Bedell Cellars Winery in New York, where he's worked since 2002. Under his leadership, the business has established a preeminent role in the American wine industry. He also owns Presler Woodshop, handcrafting private commissioned wooden canoes that have been featured in Esquire and the Wall Street Journal magazine. Presler is the author of a new memoir titled Little and Often. USA Today named it one of the best books of 2021, writing, Little and Often is a beautiful memoir of grief, love, the shattered bond between a father and son, and the resurrection of a broken heart. Please help me welcome Trent Presler to Live from Size Lounge. Hey Trent, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Matt. How's it going? Doing really well. Um, I know you're very familiar with this building that I'm in. Uh, you served on our board of directors, as I mentioned earlier, so you spent a lot of time in this building, right? I have, yeah. As a, I have a fond spot in my heart for the Alumni Association. That's that right. Building. Very cool. Well, uh, we can't wait to talk more about your new book, but let's talk a little bit about your time here at Iowa State. You grew up on a cattle ranch just a little bit north in South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, how did you end up coming to college here at Iowa State? Oh, well, um, at the time, I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian um, and because uh, we grew up on a big cattle ranch. And I ended up not doing very well in organic chemistry my freshman year, <laughs> so I, that dream was dashed pretty early. But... Um, Iowa State was like just far enough away that it could be big and exotic and different, and um, but also close enough to home that I could mm -hmm. zip back whenever I wanted to. And honestly, I was struck by how beautiful the campus was, um, like the walking tour. This would have been 1995, mm -hmm. I suppose. Um, it was like this big, beautiful park with people walking across the quad, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think I think that that tour is a, what really sells a lot of people on coming here to Iowa State. Just the campus, its beauty. Yeah. Uh, it's really really not like anything else. But yeah. um, you were also very involved as a student here at Iowa State with clubs and student leadership, as well as after graduating, you served on the very first Young Alumni Council and the Alumni Association's Board of Directors, as I mentioned. Why has it always been so important for you to be part of the university? Um. Well, because. The university gave me so much, um, it really changed my life that I, I've always wanted to give back. Um, I grew up, you know, in the middle of nowhere and I went to a one-room schoolhouse in South Dakota. And so coming to Iowa State, it was like the whole world was suddenly opened up to me. And mm -hmm. I've always viewed that as just a really big gift and something that I cherish. And so 
I wanted to get back. And, and the young, young Alumni Council was something that I kind of helped start with my friend Lawrence Cunningham, who I think now runs the, the ISU Daily. And um, yeah, it's always been, it's also just fun coming back to campus. Um, sorry, I just jiggled the phone there. Uh, back to campus for, for football games, basketball games, and just feeling like feeling that old college spirit again. So, Yeah, for sure. Well, you are currently the CEO of Bedell Cellars Winery in Kutchog, New York. Where, where did you, this passion for wine come from, and how did you get involved in this industry? Well, you know, really, it started in graduate school. Um, so after I left Iowa State, then I went to Cornell for a master's and PhD in ag economics and horticultural business. And so I had a chance to pick between master's thesis topics and the, the professor had a grant. One was for uh, studying the tulip industry and the flower trade, and the other was for studying wine. So I picked wine because it seemed like a fun <laughs> idea at the time. And the rest is history. I've been working in the wine business for the last uh, 19 going on 20 years. Well, knowing what I know about you, you like to jump in headfirst to, to things. So it doesn't surprise me that you've stuck around in this wine industry for, what, 20 plus years now and yeah. you're doing really well at it. So congratulations on all your success with that. But you. you've also had a lot of success with your a new book. You're a published author now. Your memoir titled Little and Often is now available online and in bookstores. Yes. Tell our audience what your book is about and what inspired you to write it. Um, well, it's a memoir about essentially the story of how I um, inherited a toolbox from my father when he passed away from cancer, and I used those tools to build a wooden boat. And the book is kind of like a year of my life in 2014, 2015, thereabouts, um, where I got my inheritance in South Dakota and I came back to New York and I made this wild decision to build a canoe. And it ended up changing my life in really profound ways. And that's really the subject of the book. And I wanted to share those lessons with people and kind of share my journey. Um, uh, yeah, it was published in April by HarperCollins. And um, I'm going to actually be appearing on CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Pauley on this coming Sunday on Father's Day. So I think when this, this gets posted on Wednesday, people will still have a, a chance to, to watch that. So. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud of it. It took it took more than two years to write. Um, editing was pretty brutal, but um, it, it came together really nicely in the end. So, what was that whole experience like? Kind of reliving some of those memories um, with your dad, um, and kind of that whole process, kind of reliving that and putting it into a book. What was that process like? Was it emotional? Was it um, kind of therapeutic? What was that like? Yeah, it was definitely therapy. Um, I mean, I had to recall a lot of memories from growing up with dad on the ranch in South Dakota. And, um, you know, I think by myself going through therapy, I hoped that I hope that the reader will too. And it's been, um, it was more difficult than I thought it would be actually when I, when, if, maybe if I had known how hard it would be when I started writing it, I might, I might actually not have, um, but I'm really glad I did. And I got through the painful process and then, um, uh, I'm in a, in a better position for it, so I'm glad I did. What have you learned maybe about yourself through this book writing process, with this being your first book, um, putting a lot of time and effort into it? What, what kind of stood out to you? Um, mm. What did you learn about maybe yourself and the book writing process throughout this? Well, um, you know, ironically, the whole subject of the book, the title of the book, Little and Often, is yeah. based on like 
a lesson that I learned from my dad, which is that if you just do small things incrementally over time, they eventually add up to something extraordinary. And that's the only way you can build a boat. It turns out that's the only way you can write a book too. Um, you know, I had to get up every day and do a little bit of writing and, and keep at it. And so I learned, I have to keep relearning this lesson in my life, I think, that uh, if you just kind of wake up every day and do something, eventually you get to the promised land, but it's never easy and you have to just be patient and know that like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And um, uh, it's those small incremental steps in life that I think um, uh, are a good lesson for everyone, but it, it's funny how often I have to keep reminding myself of the same thing. You talk, I'm sure a lot in the book about, like you mentioned, the relationship with your dad. Um, talk about that relationship and how um, it was yeah. kind of, it was a strained relationship, I know, and then, um, as he was diagnosed with cancer, you guys kind of came closer again, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad and I had been pretty much estranged for about 14 years. Um, I came out of the closet, I told him I was gay, and he really couldn't process that. And he, we came from a very conservative religious background. And um, he basically just said, we, we're never going to talk about that again. Um, and we didn't for a very, very long time. And then when it was clear that he was um, very sick with cancer, he called me back home for Thanksgiving in 2014, and I think it was his attempt at opening up and kind of bringing our lives back together um, before it was too late. So uh, we had a pretty rough childhood, I think, together, and he was a, you know, a stoic, cattle ranching Vietnam vet type, and and um, we didn't always see eye to eye. But a big part of my journey, both in life and and what I expressed in the book, is. Uh, was how I bridged that gap and how I could achieve some sort of reconciliation and forgiveness um, despite it all. Yeah. What do you hope people take away from Little and Often after reading it? Oh, wow. Um, well, I hope that people realize it's never too late um, either to change your life or to do something different with your life or to, to tell the people around you how important they are to you. Um, that's probably for me one of the biggest takeaways. Um, as well as like forgiveness and reconciliation and some of the bigger themes in the book about fatherhood and being a good son. Um, but I think more importantly, it's that time is so precious and life is so short. And if we can just, you know, do one small thing every day to make the most of it, um, we'll make our lives better. We'll probably make other people's lives better too. Kind of glossed over one of the, the big things about the canoe uh, that you built has really stemmed into kind of a side project for you um with with building these really high-end canoes that you yeah. um that people commission um talk about how that kind of spurred from that first canoe that you built getting your dad's tools how did how did it turn into um is it called presler workshop or presler woodshop yeah. right woodshop Presler yeah, woodshop. I, mean, I loved building that first canoe it turned out when i finished i was kind of bummed because i i enjoyed the process so much that um i decided to keep building them and i I actually got quite a bit of uh, international media attention. It was featured in Wall Street Journal and the Financial Times of London and the New York Times and Esquire magazine and a whole bunch of places. And so that led to people calling me to ask if they could order them. And I had never thought about actually selling the canoes. Uh, I had just built it kind of because I thought I needed to honor my father by using his tools. But um, I realized that they were beautiful and that people wanted them and that um, you know, maybe it was a chance to kind of do something different in my life. So 
I still have my day job running the winery, but the canoes are a wonderful side project, a passion project. I do, I sell, usually I make and sell about one per year. So it's turned into a nice kind of side hustle for me. What do you think your dad would think of what you've been able to do with those tools and how you've been able to grow um, in this skill, making these wooden canoes? Oh, I think he'd be proud. Uh, my mom keeps saying she can't believe that, that you, she said your father wouldn't believe that his name was all over the world. Um, uh, you know, it's funny growing up, we always watched CBS Sunday morning. It was one of our favorite TV shows. And, um, you know, at the end of every CBS Sunday morning, they have like just a minute of nature and the camera kind of just like focuses on whatever. It's my favorite part of that show. Yeah. It's so great. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I always watch that with dad. So now I'm going to be on that show on Sunday and it's like, just all come full circle. And I'm, uh, I'm sure he would, uh, he would like it. You know, dad, we would sit there watching that. And even sometimes just during that minute of nature, I could see like a tear rolling dad down my father's cheek. Cause like, I think it was so rare to just be able to sit and have like calm, quiet, peaceful time. And, um, so I, I you know, I'd like to think maybe he's going to be watching on Sunday too. Very cool. Well, tell people where they can find your book, um, in stores and online. Um, and also, what time are you, do you have any idea what time you're going to be on Sunday um, for um, people to catch you? Well, I don't know the exact time. Um, okay. and I won't, unfortunately, I won't know that. But I think the show starts at 9 a.m. It's from 9 to 10 a.m. So um, sometime in there. Uh, and my book is available anywhere books are sold. So I think there's actually a small independent bookstore in Ames that carries it. Um, but it's at bookstores around the country. It's carried in every Barnes & Noble around the country. It's also on Amazon, of course, because they sell everything. Um, we also recorded an audiobook. Um, the actor Matt Bomer, who has been in films, you might know him from um, Magic Mike or The Sinner or White Collar, um, he, read, he recorded the audiobook for me. So that's available on Audible as well. And he did a really great job. Like it's a spectacular recording. Um, and then, of course, it's on Kindle and, and e readers too. Well, the book is titled Little and Often a Memoir from Trent Presler, Iowa State alum. Uh, Trent, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us a little bit about your book and your life. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on and go Cyclones. <laughs> go Cyclones. Thanks again, Trent. All right. Thank you. That's Iowa State alum Trent Presler. Thanks so much for watching here live from Size Lounge. We'll see you again next time. This series is made possible by members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org.